We go and grab a quick bite. We watch a movie, then fight. We're the Fast Food Film Friends. You're listening to Fast Food Film Friends, the podcast that tears friendships apart over completely pointless movie-based wagers. That's right. We are gathered here today to participate in our annual tradition, the Summer Movie Wager, the competition in which we try and fail to predict which movies will make the most money at the box office this summer season. It's going to be a wild year this time, I think. Uh, I'd like to introduce our guests. Uh, I will be going clockwise around the table, starting with the man who's farthest away from us, Mr. Troy. I don't want to say your last name on the air, although I like saying your full name. Mr. Yeah, don't say the last name. It's just uh, Mr. Troy. Mr. <laughs> Troy. He's coming to us live Mr. from... Where, where are you at these days? I'm in New Jersey right now. New Jersey. Uh, yes, Summit, New Jersey. Garbage state, and most of the time Troy's guess is also garbage, so very, very appropriate uh, there. Now, Troy, you moved out there after being fired from Fox News, is that right? Um, yeah, well, I'm with, uh, yeah, Tucker and I, he's my boss, we're looking for new employment, so. Yeah, you'll but, find it. You know really. anything, if you know any fake news organizations that are hired, <laughs> any fact please let me know. I know a podcast that could use a third. Yeah, that's Ooh. for sure. That's for sure. Then to uh, Troy's imaginary left, uh, we've got Nathan, who everyone knows. To his left, current reigning champion, I believe, of last year's summer movie wager, Mrs. Taylor, uh, (laughs) bride of Mr. Nathan. Um, Very nervous because I don't want her to win again this year. So I'm hoping that our lists are very different. And to her left, my right, Mr. Bill, uh, not the cartoon character. This is a real person. Uh, who's also not that great at this. So excited to make some random bets with you. And we're already about half a whiskey in each, uh, which, which, which helps, helps us just get where we need to go for this episode. The goal for each participant of the summer movie wager is to guess the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer in order of domestic box office performance. That means the U S and Canada, not worldwide. Now this game as we often forget, is not about our opinions of a film's quality. Mm. It's all about the money. Cash. For our purposes, the summer period starts on May 4th, which is when Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out, and it goes through Labor Day weekend, including that Monday. Now, each of our top 10 lists can include any movies released within that summer time frame, and don't forget that we're only counting the money those movies make during that time frame. Yeah. So if a movie comes out the end of August, we only count the money it makes through Labor Day, which is September 4th. Mm-hmm. Now, in addition to your top 10, you'd be picking three dark horses that can potentially earn you some bonus points. Speaking of points, Kev, can you remind the listeners, how does this game work? Incredibly simple scoring system. Let me just make that clear. There's only eight bullet points for me to read on this on this script currently. Uh, any movie, one through 10, that you guess dead on in its correct position is going to get you 13 points. Now, that's Usually how the winner is decided, that 13 is just going to get you over the edge. Uh, 10 points for correctly guessing any of the movies in the 2 through 9 spots. Um, oh, that first one, the 13 points is only for number 1 or number 10. Let me make that clear. It's mm. not for the rest. So 2 through 9, you get 10 points if you guess it correctly. 7 points if it's only one spot away from where you guessed it would be. Um, so if you guess that one's going to be number 2, it comes in number 3 or number 1, you would still get 7 points. 5 points if it's 2 spots away, 3 points if it's just anywhere in the top 10, but you were way off. And for each of your dark horses that makes it into the top 10, you get a single point. And it's tabulated, so you get the single highest point for each pick. So not you're not going to get like 10 and 13. Uh, if you guess your number 1 right, uh, you're just going to get 13. But that's it. When the summer ends, the five of us here will reconvene to look back on how wrong we were. 
And we'll crown a new summer movie wager champion. That champion, of course, gets more than just the satisfaction of winning. They also get to choose a movie and a fast food item to make the losers watch and eat. Mm. And after the movies I've had to endure these last couple of years, I will not be losing again. Yeah, I just want to make that clear. Last year, that was a rough one, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor, as the reigning champ, do you have any advice for the rest of us? How can we be that good? Well, I feel like if I gave you advice, then I wouldn't continue to win. So mm. I'm not saying a word. She did start to give me some insight while we were setting up, and then she went, "No." I'm not giving you my secrets. <laughs> so she's, she's really holding strong. I'm not getting any insight to us at all. The listeners at home can play along at thesummermoviewager.com. Just click the play along button to submit your own top 10. Uh, the deadline, I think, is Wednesday, May 3rd. So do it fast. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get started, this show is called Fast Food Film Friends. So we can't talk about all these films without first feasting on some food. Yes. Oh, God, I'm so full. And today's treat... Let me show you. It's Ew. Papa John's Chicken Parmesan Papa Bites. Oh, oh wait, what? They don't look that bad. I thought it was going to be like chicken nuggets. Why is there bread involved? It's pizza. These are uh, basically roll bread with chicken and marinara and cheese on the inside. You have caught <laughs> Frankie's <laughs> attention. <laughs> Real quick before we buy into these, from PapaJohns.com, these are eight savory bites of flavorful chicken and Parmesan cheese. Wrapped in our original fresh dough. Baked fresh and served with original pizza dipping sauce on the side. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Cheers. Enjoy. I can hear you guys chewing. I I, I like this dough. Mm, I don't know. It's really bland. I think it's pretty bland for me. There, I wish there was more seasoning. Yeah. But I do like, I mean, I, I'm a sucker for chicken parm. Yeah. So I'm I'm inclined to like this. I I think you need to just douse it in marinara to make it work. A um, little dry. Not that great. I'm over it. Real greasy. Pretty standard. I, yeah. Pretty basic pizza-ish type nonsense. Would we classify this as A, better ingredients, or B, better pizza? No. Neither, I would say. Mediocre ingredients and not pizza. <laughs> what do you think, Bill? Kind of like a, it's like a ham sandwich where it doesn't really let you down. Yeah. But it also, like, you've never had an amazing ham sandwich. Sure. That is not true. I've had plenty of amazing <laughs> Yeah. Sandwiches. Like, if you're looking at a menu, you're going ham sandwich. I almost went spam sandwich today at the restaurant. If I'm what about a croque monsieur? Is yeah. that like a French ham sandwich? That is mm-hmm. technically a ham sandwich. If I'm looking at a menu, I'm probably not going uh, chicken parmesan pop bites. Yeah. I prefer to avoid anything with papa in the name of it if I'm <laughs> eating it. It's usually not a good thing. I like, that they, I like that they clarify who made it. It's amazing that it gets to every store every time somebody orders this to crank these out. It's really impressive. There's a lot of papas. <laughs> it's blood, sweat, and tears, literally, from papa. <laughs> the oiliest man in the world, I think. Sweaty boy. It just tastes like cheese. It's almost like the inside of it's pre-chewed for you. <laughs> yeah. I would like I would like, like a fried chicken more, I think, than a just grilled but chicken. you still got to work down the crust. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's Papa Bites. He takes a bite, chews it up, <laughs> spits it out, wraps it in bread. It's Papa, Papa Bites. Special recipe. It's his bites. <laughs> You've heard of Mama Bird Bites? Mm-hmm. Yeah. These Papa are Papa bites. John Bites. <laughs> Taylor shuts the box. I think there's some left in there, but she's just closing it down. 
Oh man. Without going into specifics, do we think that those uh Papa Bites are better or worse than whatever the number one movie of the summer is, is going to be? That is the weirdest fucking question I've ever been asked in my entire life. Um, I, it's got to be worse, right? It's got to be worse, yeah. I, the movie yeah. would have to be really bad uh, to be worse than those bites. <laughs> so, a, he, a heads up to the listeners. A heads up to the listeners. When we talk about these upcoming movies, we might mention general plot or casting. The kind of stuff you find in a trailer for a movie. So, if you don't want to hear those things about a particular film, just fast forward. Lastly, before we get started, listeners may remember that we here like to make side bets. Yeah. And on last year's recap episode back in the fall, Kevin bet Taylor that Ant-Man Quantumania would make more money than Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, and it didn't do very well at all. It did not come close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Kevin already owes Taylor one hands. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really? It was a big hams because we got the big, big hams. Yeah. yeah, that checks. Twenty-four ounce hams. Sounds right. So uh, when can I get that? I can run down to the corner store and get your hams right now. Okay. If you're looking for it, uh, or after this, you want it for the pod? I need it now. <laughs> I can make it happen. <laughs> I can make it happen. Uh, Bill's being very protective of his list of movies over here. By the way, he keeps thinking I'm looking at his at his list, uh, and I am not because I don't give a shit. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> you have the best laugh. Right? <laughs> Nothing changes. Of course, you give a shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Quick temperature check without going into details. 96. Eight. How are we all feeling about our lists? I hated this. <laughs> I didn't like putting it in, putting the list together this year. Bill tried to use uh, AI. I did. For his list. <laughs> so I could, oh, I went, that's a good idea. I went to chat GPT. I said, please produce a list of the top 10 summer movie releases that is arranged in order of their projected domestic box office revenue. What was number? Did and it, full it said, I'm sorry, but as an AI language model, I don't have access to future events and cannot predict the domestic box office revenues for upcoming movies. However, I can suggest some highly anticipated movies that are scheduled for release in the summer of 2023. There you go. Number one was Avatar 3. <laughs> uh, two, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Three, Jurassic World Dominion. Four, The Flash. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever Mission Impossible 8 um, John Wick Chapter 4 Fantastic Beasts 3 all were on the list I I think that list is probably going to beat Kevin's score (laughs) no fucking way I would say Uh, I also hated putting together my list Um, as Taylor and Nathan know I did it about two minutes before we started recording Um, but there's a lot of movies that all I think it's going to be one of the closest years for a summer movie wager because there's a lot of big blockbusters and there's a lot of movies that I think are just all going to be fighting for like the top seven spots and it's going to be scary close. There's like six movies that could realistically be number one. Mm-hmm. Troy, how did you feel making your list? You feeling confident? Uh, I feel confident, but the thing about it, which I considered as I was putting the list, as I was reviewing the movies, I have to say out of all the movies that are coming out this summer, if I'm being totally honest, I'm not that excited about any of them. There's yeah. really none that like or the anchor film of the summer last year, you had Top Gun Maverick. You also had Doctor Strange. But I always remember in the summer's past, there's always that one anchor movie that everybody's really looking forward to seeing. And yep. I just don't, I just feel very lukewarm about the choices. And I think that's why, Nathan, that and all seven could possibly be number one because there's no st- real standout film. 
yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, there's new installments in a lot of big franchises, but I feel like pretty much any one of them could bomb or if it's really good, do really well. Yeah. And I'm having a really hard time guessing what are the standouts going to be. How do you feel, Taylor? Are you feeling confident? I don't feel confident. I feel like in years past, there's just so much diversity in the films that you can just like kind of pick and choose where you think they're going to fall based on like, do people want horror? Do people want an animated movie? Mm -hmm. But there's no diversity in any of the summer movies. I feel like it's remakes and sequels. Yep. And that's all. Barely any original movies. Like, (laughs) it's very sad. I kind of got depressed like (laughs) looking at the list. I was like, Last year, I was so excited for some of these movies, and I am very excited for two of the movies on my list. But yeah, there's uh, a few good ones. But the rest, I'm like, and I'll even in, as we go through the list too. I mean, there's there's pros and cons of each film of why it could be the number one and why it might not make so much money. Yeah, there's a lot of um, you know, but to Kevin's point about you know, there's archive like what is it? But like there's franchise films, but. You know, Indiana Jones, it's like, he's so old now. Like, yeah. do people uh-huh. really resonate with that character? The Little Mermaid, it's so CGI. And I don't know if anybody's seen the, the flounder that they have. It's horrifying <laughs> what they've done. <laughs> I love, they I love all it. all look dehydrated and they're underwater. I mean, so it's like, not that those things would take away from a kid going to see the film. But as an adult, it's almost like, Taylor, to your point, the Little Mermaid does look like a horror film in the way that the CGI has been done. So it's kind of like, I'm very hesitant to want to give some of these films my money because of what they've done for the legacy of the brand in my mind, you know? Yeah. I was, I was very shocked. I was looking at like the founders of the summer movie wager. You can see who they, what their top tens are. And they all had the little mermaid up very high. And I was like, I, I mean, we're going to obviously get into this, but I don't think it's going to do like big mega bucks. Like there's no way in my mind. I, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, look at that movie. Bro. The Lion King did was everybody was like, "This is going to be amazing." Beyonce, blah blah blah. It did horrible. It did horrible. I don't even know if it broke three hundred million dollars. I mean, it no, it it made good money. It was a it was successful the year it came out. But I do. Last year we had Top Gun Maverick, which just made an insane amount of money and was so well liked. People saw it over and over. I really don't feel like we're going to have a huge success like that this year. I could be wrong. Maybe one of these movies is just going to be amazing. And it's going to be the one that everyone latches on to. I'm very skeptical of that. Mm-hmm. I think we should jump into our lists. Let's go. Okay. Um, I would like to start, um, maybe each number we uh, go in a circle, start with a different person. Yeah. I would like to start with Bill. What is your number one film? So Avatar 3. <laughs> I waffled on this one, but I ended up with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. What were you waffling between? That and The Little Mermaid. Fuck off. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Me too, Bill. And you just, what? You, just, you just crapped on The Lion King. It was the number two movie of that summer. Yes, Troy crapped on The Lion King. Don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> Let's. I, I, was, I was scarred emotionally. So, like. <laughs> scarred. Yeah. I, I actually had The Little Mermaid there as, like, no brainer. But then, you know, Guardians, being that it's the last chapter of the Guardians of the Galaxy and all the hype around that. Um, this is my mind took number one for me. This is blowing my Kevin, mind. what's your number one? Guardians of the Galaxy 3. No waffling. Troy, what's your number one? Guardians. Mine is Guardians as well. Taylor, what's yours? Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it's coming out incredibly early. It's literally starting this, and they always do super well. And I've heard that this one's great, because James Gunn just crushed it, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, no waffling for me, especially not with that piece of shit. 
Little Mermaid. I think what the decision came down to for me is last year, Doctor Strange 2 made $411 million. And I cannot imagine a world where Guardians 3 doesn't make as much as Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. So I just feel like it has to make at least that much. And I don't know if there's anything else this summer that will make that much. And so it's it just feels like the safe bet. I mean, we obviously are on the same page here. Did did anyone else doubt putting this at number one? Taylor or Troy? This is the easiest one for me, for sure. I waffled this one. I like I waffled between this one and what I put it as number two, which is Taylor. Well, well, oh. Taylor, how how did you feel? I just like in doing comps, that was the highest. Like Guardians of the Galaxy Two was the highest grossing of the comps that I did on all the other films. Taylor so, did some research. I did some research. I saw some numbers she had typed up when I was peeking through her notes. I love data. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I was very impressed. I was very impressed by this. So no, Guardians was an easy pick for me. Is anyone here uh, feeling uneasy about, like, Marvel movies are not as ubiquitous or not as, like, in the center of culture as they were a few years ago? Yeah. Does anyone have doubts that this could be as big as we think it'll be? I don't. I think Ant-Man, like, the Quantumania one kind of bombed just because, uh, A, it looked not that great. Um, And it's a story that I think nobody was really, like, looking for, whereas Guardians, you know... People have loved these movies. There's like a lot of people's favorite Marvel movies are the Guardian movies because they involve so many characters, and um, apparently this one ties in even more. So I think this one will get the attention of everyone still, and not at all have any risk of being number two or three. All right, Kevin, if you want to start us off with number two, where do you go for your next pick? I'm sticking with the Marvel train myself. Uh, I think this is going to be a big one, and I am very excited for this movie. It is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Wow. Number two. I think people love the art style, Puss in Boots, you know, kind of stole it too, and people are eating it up. Um, And Spider-Man always cashes in. I mean, Spider-Man movies make fucking money. Taylor, can you check the data on that? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse only made like $190 Shit. But if you compare that to like the average of all the Spider-Man movies, including Into the Spider-Verse, it's around $363.9 million. Okay. Okay. So if you average it, Sure, but it was only like two hundred million. Yeah, but I, I think people didn't know what it was. You know, like I think there was a lot of like it's cartoony. It's kind of weird, and then I think people now have had the chance to catch up with it, experience it, like that style, and I think people are going to be excited for it. I knew I would be an outlier on this one. I didn't think anyone else would have this at number two, but I watched a trailer for it, and I guarantee I'll have no idea what's going on yeah. when I go to that movie. That checks up. Yeah, I, I go to that movie. I will say, I think. That it was hard for me to put Spider-Man where I put it because I think with the No Way Home mm-hmm. crowd and so much excitement around that, yeah. I think it's going to boost this next one. I agree. I agree. I also had to ask Nathan about if the domestic numbers on Box Office Mojo included like after the theaters at all or how that was quantified. Like streaming Check- revenue? Yeah. Mm. Because I feel like maybe in the theater that didn't, the last one into the Spider-Verse didn't do well in the theater, but blew up it streaming. blew up afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think... But didn't, wait, I thought it came out just on streaming. I didn't know it came out in the theaters. No, it came out in theaters. Yeah, it came oh, out it in uh, 2018, I think. And it was... Yeah, I mean, for an animated film, it made $190 million. That's a decent hit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I really don't know how to uh, gauge this sequel. If it's going to play like the original, is it, it going to make about the same, maybe a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to have that bump from... I mean, if you look at the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, yeah. the money they made just went up and up. And with No Way Home, that, that's like one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah, that's why I'm riding that way. And I don't know if, was that just because it had 
Topher Grace and uh, Andrew Garfield or like does that Topher does Grace? That, oh, Toby, sorry, hold on. Toby McGuire's name. No, I can't. Oh, Tony McGuire. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Topher Grace is Venom. I was like, wait, Topher Grace was Spider-Man? <laughs> what? Well, I mean, is are people, is that investment in the series still there, or is that just a one-time thing? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Marvel makes money. That's what I know. So I bet. I think it's I'm, an investment. Didn't it win the um, Oscar for Best Animated Film? Yeah. Win- that sounds right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very well-liked movie. It's very well-respected, and, and like... In animation, it's been very influential. Like Kevin said, Puss in Boots. And like there's this new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. movie coming out that looks also very inspired by. I think it's it's Blue only <laughs> the Into the Spider-Verse has only been more and more well liked as time has gone on. So I don't know. It's a tough one. I think it, I also I remember um I watched it on a plane, like um after it already come out, like I watched it. I I thought it, it was great. I loved it. I didn't know what I was getting into, but I thought it was very well done and it's very intelligent. And I think, you know, people probably caught on to it after the fact. And I think that's why it will probably do well because, you know, the, what is it like the, the hype that came later. Yeah. All that said, I think that was a terrible choice. Kevin. Thank you, that number two. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. What did you put at your number two, Taylor? I'd like to take a big shit on it. <laughs> it's not my turn. We'll just, we'll take a pause. <laughs> uh, Troy, what is your number two? Spider-Man. <laughs> Let's go, Troy. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna. That's what I said. Like I think it was discovered later on streaming by more people. I think it was universally loved and won the Oscar. I think people are gonna want to see because it's another multiverse film. Yep. Who's gonna be coming in? Who's gonna be coming out? Will it feature Tom? Will Tom Holland be there? Will the rest of the Spider-Man? There's so much potential about what it could be. I think people are really into it. I am. So happy, Troy. I thought nobody else would be with me on this, and I am but very happy. Then, then you have the naysayers who are like, I don't want to see a movie. I'll wait for it to come out on streaming. So that also I'm, could be, you know, the reason why it was a hit was because people discovered it later. So maybe people won't want to jump to the theater to see it when they know they can see it in two months later on, you know, Amazon Prime or something. We'll see. We'll see. My number two, I'll be honest, I am not feeling great about my choice. Um, I... I'm kind of hedging my bets here, but I, I would say this is the only movie that I think if it's really good, it has a chance of being the closest thing to this year's Top Gun Maverick. I bet you it's my number three. My choice is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Mm. Mm. I uh, Personally, I'm not sold on 80-something-year-old Harrison Ford being de-aged for this yeah. movie. I'm not feeling great about its prospects for just being a good movie. Yep. I'm just hoping that, you know, there's there's an older audience who last year was into Top Gun and Elvis. And <laughs> this year, I think, I don't know what else they have to be excited about death. other than Indiana Jones. Um, Sweet embrace of death. <laughs> I would like to think that young people are excited about Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah. But she might be a little too niche. I'm not sure. Uh, the name is just stupid. Dial of Destiny. Like, well, it's like the, stop. the Crystal Skull. I remember seeing the Crystal Skull one in theaters as like a kid, and it was the worst fucking movie I've like have ever seen. And I, I, I feel like there's not going to be a lot of hype for this movie. That, I don't. I, don't. No. I just saw a movie last night, and the Indiana Jones trailer played in front of it, and the crowd was like, it was as if like the volume was off in the trailer. Like there was no reaction to it. Yeah, I. I'm I'm already regretting my number two pick, but I just feel like it's the only movie on my list that I feel like has a chance of. If it's good, it could surprise us. No I just I just I feel like it, it feels theatrical. It feels like a fun thing to yeah. that any people of any age could just 
go for a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if, if Crystal Skull, did it turn enough people off me that they're not excited about this? So, yeah, feeling great so far. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> I feel the way Taylor feels about my number two pick. I think you're an idiot. <laughs> um, and I think that's a terrible pick. Taylor, what is your number two? Wait, can I say something about that, too, though, really quick? <laughs> of course. So I was looking at the numbers also for Indiana Jones. And so it was like a 19-year gap. Between yeah. those, and it made like three hundred and seventeen million dollars. Mm-hmm. So now sucked. we're fifteen years later. Is that how long ago Christmas yeah. Bell came out? Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was a young. I was a so young. I'm like, is it going to be the same? Which is why I put it way further down. Yeah, okay. smart. Um, my number two pick, Kevin. Get ready. It's the Little Mermaid. Are you fucking insane. <laughs> okay, boy. but just let, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Okay, so I was looking again at the numbers, and this makes me sound like a huge nerd, but so The Lion King obviously was a hit, Mm -hmm. although some people don't think it was a hit. It made money, but I think it got pretty pretty panned. Yeah, I think the criticism overshadowed the the success, the monetary success. But is that relevant? Well, I think it it has turned people off from like live action remakes of Disney movies. Okay, but. I was, like, trying to rack my brain about what I could compare it to besides The Lion King because we know everyone loves The Lion King. Anyways, and I looked up Alice in Wonderland, the Mm. live action. Those made money. And they made money. It could have been a Tim Burton thing because Tim Burton's amazing, but that made, like, $334 million. Wow. So I think... There's a chance. And I also think... Does it have scary fish people in it? Yeah. But I also think, like... All these kids loved watching The Little Mermaid. They're going to want to go see the new one. They're all adults now. Kids. I want to see The Little Mermaid. I know. Scary fish or not. But I don't think kids, I don't think like any young kid is going to be like, I want to go see the live action Little Mermaid. Like it's going to be a bunch of like 20 and 30 year olds reliving their childhood. And then. I disagree. I, we, yeah, I see that. Which uh, <sighs> bet you another hams that Spider-Man outperforms The Little Mermaid. Sure. Unless you want to change the stakes. No. You still owe me a painting, though, too. Do I? From March Madness? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people think this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long list. I'll say I had the Little Mermaid number two as well. And the way Kevin's talking right now reminded me a lot of the other comp that I used, which was Aladdin, the live-action remake. Yeah. And I think you lost a, quite a bit of money on that one. Did I? <laughs> yeah, that's a good... A good uh, $355 million for Aladdin, which would put it right in between Guardians 1 and 2. Bill's got a spreadsheet. Taylor's got like a whole system of data over here. I put this together in four minutes, guys, okay? I think I, we've learned that no amount of research really gives you that much of an advantage in this game. It's all about like things happen that no one can see coming, and history never quite repeats itself. It's all about gut feeling. I have, as much as I hate to agree with Kevin, I am very down on The Little Mermaid. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to talk more about it when I get to it, <laughs> which will be a while from now. <laughs> but uh, I, d- I think number two, I think that's just way too high way too for high. this movie. That's insanity. Well, we'll see. Oh, we will see. That's exactly also- how I feel about Spider-Man. I hate that we have to wait till September <laughs> to see who's right. I just want to be right now. I want to know now. I will say, Kevin, the least less prepared you are, yeah, the better I do. The less anger. Yeah, I'm not a I passionate man. Like- well, let, let me get a few more whiskeys in me, and then, <laughs> then the Irish will come out. Um. All right. I think it's time for our number threes. Troy, what is your number three? The Flash. 
Okay. Wow. Wow. I didn't know you supported terrible people. <laughs> well, I kidding. mean, I, we, I, I support great movies regardless of what is it? Uh, you know, you, you can disagree with the artist, but you can appreciate the art. Yeah. So I, 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 I think that the trailer I saw and what they're trying to do, I think it's, it looks really, really good. They're bringing back like uh, what is it? Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton, both Batmans are in. Just, all, just, all the Supermans are in. Like, all the different iterations of all the characters. I know, obviously, the main guy is very, very problematic. But I also think, you know, with everything getting canceled, that the reason why they still want to show it means that the movie probably can stand on its own merit, regardless of the controversy that that is surrounding it. I mean, every review I've heard has been like, oh, it's amazing. It's so good. But I'm like, how? It looks, I think the trailer looked like shit. Honestly, like the VFX looks terrible. It's like, oh, your favorite uh, Michael Keaton's here. Ben Affleck's here. Like, look at us. Come to the fucking theater. Give us your money. I thought it looked dumb as hell. Uh, but I think it will probably make a lot of money, Troy, so I'm not going to shit on your choice that much. Bill and Taylor, are you guys, how are you feeling about The Flash? I mean, you don't have to say what number you put it, but do you think this is crazy putting it this high? I don't think it's crazy, no. Um, is I thought kind of the same thing, and it's not like a true, it's not like The Flash 2 mm-hmm. or like Volume 3 or something like that, where it's really approachable for a first-timer to go see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that that would help boost some of the revenue yeah. that it could see, and plus bringing back, you know, loved Batman. Um, Usually works. Yeah, I thought that that would also help keep some of the current audience engaged with it. I don't feel super passionate about it. <laughs> I feel like the comps that I looked at were a little underwhelming, so I put it further down on my list. But also, I was just like trying to think about it a bit. I feel like the Marvel people and the DC people are going to freak out, but I've I feel like a these, lot of them like, listen to this podcast. I know the one-offs <laughs> of like, like Blue Beetle as an example too. These one-off movies, yeah. I feel like, do they really do that well, or is it the bigger like gang movies, yeah. like the Justice League movies or Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxies? Those maybe make more money, but I don't think the individual spinoffs of like the Ant Man or yeah. Blue Beetle, all these things, I just don't. Yeah, don't see I, it happening. They're really marketing The Flash as like a Batman multiverse movie. And I wonder if it's going to play like a Batman movie or like a (laughs) B-tier DC movie. Like if you look at how Black Adam and The Last Shazam (sighs) played, terrible. Like they did, if it makes those numbers, it might not even make the top 10. Mm -hmm. If it plays like the Batman or even something like Batman vs. Superman, it could be like Number one or two. This is probably the biggest wild card yeah. of the summer. I have no idea Same with what to do with this. You never movie. know what's going to happen. <laughs> I also looked at an average between Aquaman, which did well, and Shazam and Black Adam, because I feel like it's maybe in between those. That's a good. And I still don't think it's going to do that well. <laughs> I want I want to retain you as a statistician for the podcast in I general, just so we can reference. I think it's going to do well. It's coming out of Justice League. It's got multiverse Batman, multiverse. When does it Superman. come out? We haven't talked a lot about release dates. When does that one come June out? June 16th. Yeah, it comes, okay. in, it comes out earlier in the year. Pretty early. And Justice League only did 229. Fuck, I did not. That's because it wasn't the Snyder version. I did not consider release dates at all when I made my list. I just realized. Release oh, dates or you, prior I heavily considered the release dates. <laughs> in fact, for Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull came out, I believe, in late May, early June. And this one's coming out. Late June. In, yeah, late June. So it's not going to, it may not have the chance to make enough money because of the release dates coming out. There. True, true. 
There are just so many unknowns with this movie. Like for people who don't follow the DC universe, the current slate of movies like Aquaman two and blue beetle and the flash. These are all at the tail end of a a chapter of the DC universe. that's going to be completely reset when James mm-hmm. Gunn takes over next year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a factor in Shazam 2 doing so poorly is that people who are who would typically be into these movies, they know that they don't matter in this bigger yeah. story. Yeah. So I wonder, is is that going to take away any interest in this? Or is like bringing in Michael Keaton as Batman, mm-hmm. is that is it going to feel like a one-off thing that like it doesn't really matter how connected it is to, to the rest of this universe? And then you, you know, we touched on Ezra Miller, so many controversies behind the scenes for the yeah. past like two years. Is that going to play any? I think there'll be a small size that will not see it because of that. Uh, but I don't think that's going to drain. Yeah, I don't think that anybody stuff. cares about his stuff. Yeah. Say no press is bad press. Right? <laughs> Maybe. They do. they do. All right. My number three. I already know what it is because he's smiling. This is where champions are born or losers are born. My number three is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Nathan, that's also my number three. Seriously? Yeah. Kevin. I think... I never thought you and I would agree over our Tom Cruise I knew you'd be so (laughs) excited that I had it this high. But I think coming off Top Gun, Tommy C is printing money. And people want to see him jumping out of planes and off mountains. Mm -hmm. And this movie, I think, is going to do the same thing Top Gun did. Old people are going to love it. And it's it's going to tear it up at the box office. I almost put that as number two. I... Completely agreed. I thought I there was a time where I thought number one. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's possible. It is. It is. Um, I think this is going to be the you gotta see it in theaters movie of the yes. summer. One hundred. I think that people are craving authentic action more than ever. John Wick is just every movie makes more money. People love this stuff. People want real shit. On their movie screen, you're like a Tom Cruise salesman. <laughs> and I, like, I know how much Taylor fucking hates him, and it makes me so happy to see her like sit next to you, just like pen, thinking about divorce. The only negative for putting it this high, and why I didn't even put it higher, I think that the words "part one" in the title is mm-hmm. off-putting. Yeah, I, I think it's a probably the wrong choice to actually put that usually in. I think they just call it dead reckoning and then they call the next one something else. Alive. But uh, I think the only other, if I'm playing devil's advocate, it's only going to be an IMAX for like a week because then Oppenheimer comes out. Mm. So that right there, I think is poor planning yeah. on the studio's part. I could see Oppenheimer trailing off though and then, then putting Mission Impossible back in IMAX. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So... That's my number three, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, part one. I thought that would be a more controversial choice, but Kevin, I'm just glad to hear it. I had it at number three on my first draft. And then, you guys did drafts? Yeah. yeah. And, then I, um, and then I thought about kind of the nostalgia effect. I think we saw a lot of that last year with Top Gun. I mean, it was a great movie, but it also brought a lot of people back to the theaters because of the original. Mm-hmm. And I thought Indiana Jones had a little more pull than um, Mission Impossible would on that crowd. That's fair. So, but I did, I, I see that I started the same place that you did, but then I, I ended up making some adjustments. Do I have comments about it? Is that why you're staring at me? <laughs> Fuck Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the Mission Impossible movies don't do that good. 
Um, they average about under $200 million. But that's pre-Top Gun Maverick. But then with Top Gun Maverick averaged in there. I mean, you average, you average that with anything. It's a number one movie. Well, no, it's still only like $268 million. So that's why it's lower in my list and why I think it won't do well. But the last was. Mission Impossible made 220 I think that this one will undoubtedly do more. Mm-hmm. But Like 267 would you say? I, th- I would guess more. Okay. Than that. My guess is 275 for free. That's true. inflation, Trey says. (laughs) What is your number three, Taylor? My number three is Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. Um, For the reasons I stated earlier. But also, I thought this was fun. In my research, Fandango did a survey last December. It showed Guardians of the Galaxy is number one and Indiana Jones is number five. For what? Like, things most people are interested in? Yeah. Most interested. Like, movie that people were most excited to see in the summer. And then... In a new summer survey this year, it doesn't make the top 10 at all. Indie? Yeah. Holy shit. So it was a bold move for me to put it where I did, but I think there's going to be some pull. That's a very interesting little yeah. tidbit. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of movies that, well, we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. There's movies I'm fucking pumped about. I also had Indiana Jones number three. I don't think I said that before, but that's yeah. why it edged out Mission Impossible for me. That tracks. That tracks. Yeah, very similar list so far. Yeah. Three for three. I like mm-hmm. it. Sounds like winners to me. No. I mean, you won last year. I'll, if I can just copy that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just write a win a lot of hands this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for our number fours. I'll start us off. My number four is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Mm. We've covered it pretty well already. I think it's going to do pretty well, better than the first one. Yeah. But not amazing. Not like top of the list numbers. Uh, I think somewhere in like the low 200 millions is where I'm putting it. Mm-hmm. That's my number four. Taylor, what's yours? Ditto. Wow. Spider-Man. Mm. Across the Spider-Verse. Bill? Sorry to say it's the Flash. Oh, <gasps> oh, no. oh no. There goes the same lists for Taylor and Bill. Darn. Right I should have just lied. <laughs> you should have. I couldn't put Spider-Man that high, though. Yeah, it was a bold move. Yeah. You have any more thoughts about the Flash that we haven't? I feel like we've covered it. Pretty well. I, yeah, I'll Frankie agrees. One. Frankie's not a fan of the Flash. Kevin, what's your number four? My number four is good old Indy Five. Uh, I thought I had to put it somewhere, and that spot looked okay. I have no feelings about that. It's going <laughs> so bad. But we'll see. I will probably see it in the in the theater. Shoy, what's your number four? Uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Let's go. Such a mouthful. Yep. <laughs> Such a mouthful. Of course it is. It is. It's Tom Cruise. And like, yeah. I, think, I feel like it's going to be built off the nostalgia from Tom from Top Gun from the previous year. Mm-hmm. People want to see. I think it was a long time between the last two Mission Impossibles. Also, the whole thing that happened, they were filming it during the pandemic. He yeah. was doing his own stunts. He got hurt. And then there was that um, viral video of him yelling at everybody for not wearing masks. So He's trying to get I the movie the, made. You know What's that? He's just trying to get his movies made. He's passionate. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think there's going to be a lot. There's already a lot of like buzz around the film, so I think. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's enough buzz to make it number one. But I think it's enough to keep it where I put it at number four. I think all of our one, one through six, I think are going to be the same movies for all of us. I, I mm-hmm. feel like there's not going to be much variety there. And then after that, seven, eight, nine, ten are going to be very interesting because um, that's when, yes, that's I when agree. you kind of get past the remakes and the superhero movies and all the shit that we're like, this will probably make a bunch of money, and then it's like. What do you do with these last three, four spots? Because it's chaos. Uh, and I'm very excited to get to those. Well, let's keep moving then. My number five 
is the flash mm. uh, like i said i think this could literally be number one or number 10 and so i just put it in the middle smart i don't know what to do with this movie <laughs> Taylor, are you feeling good about your number five? What's yours? The number five movie is The Flash also. Mm. Mm. Wait, can I say one thing about Mission Impossible, though? Sure. To, like, your guys' point, not mine. Didn't they play a scene of him doing his stunts? The big jump. In, at the Top Gun? Like, before Top Gun, they played his... That would have been a while ago. It's possible. I think yeah, they had, I like, a, I think I'm currently making... You know, my next movie where he's like jumping out of a plane or something. So, thanks yeah. for coming out the, to the theaters. It was like something like that. I think he was right? like was holding like, onto the side of an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> was it, what what about the one where he like was on a motorcycle and he like. The ramp? Yeah. That's I been that was like a, gun. That's been a. Those are old ones. Yeah, that's been a viral video now for a while, but. We did see that in a theater. I don't think it was for Top Gun. I think it okay. was later in the year. But okay. I, yeah, I think everyone has seen that. Yeah. It, people are. I've been very aware of this movie for yeah. a while. Long time. Long time. And that's why I had it as my number five. <laughs> Dang it. I Coming thought around. you were going to have Spider-Man as your five instead. Well, stay I, tuned. I saw the Flash, and they both have question marks. So if that yeah. would have been the case for us, so close. This whole list is just a big question mark. Yeah, it really is. It really, truly is. Uh, I'm, I don't feel great about my number five. I think I in my heart of hearts, would have put this movie much lower, but then I saw other people and on this site and just a lot of buzz around it, apparently. So I put it at number five and it's a little mermaid. <sighs> I, I think don't think it's your senses. I think, I mean, I think five is a good spot for it because I don't think it's going to go higher than that, but I think it might end up lower. We'll see. Troy, what is your number five? Little mermaid. Mm-hmm. Troy, we do have very similar lists. Yep, we have so much taste, but I think, um, you know, I'm going to see it. I want to see what I want to, you know, I like to see a good car. I mean, I, I like to be there for the, I'm a rubbernecker, so yeah. I like to see what, what's, how it ends up, just based on the footages I've seen so far. Sure. And also, I mean, the, the soundtrack, if anything, will get people into the movies. It's, yeah. you know, all the songs are great. They did some new songs for the film. So I want to see how they reinterpret it with who they have in the cast and all that. So. Yeah. Um, but I don't think again it's going to be the, like the number one films based on the the outside noises of that surrounds the, uh, the casting and the digital effects and mm-hmm. the lack of you know all that kind of stuff. I just think will overtake um, the potential for, to make a lot of money. Agreed. Agreed. I think there was so much buzz around it too. Us like all the little black girls getting to see a black princess. Yeah, yeah. So That's I think nice. there's going to be people coming for that. Yeah, I know. It's I lo- I I like it. I think it could be. I don't think it's going to be a good movie, but I, I'm excited to see a remake like that coming out. Yeah. I like it. But I don't think it's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> My number six is The Little Mermaid. Hey. <laughs> um, there's one studio that has not recovered since COVID, and it's Disney. Mm-hmm. They, really? Consumers are now trained that every Disney movie is on Disney Plus two months later. Yeah. And... We've had movies like Lightyear, which is a massive bomb, um, and Kanto made didn't even make a hundred million, and that was the biggest fucking animated movie of the year last year. Once it hit Disney Plus, yeah, it correct. became huge. Correct. Strange World was there a movie last Thanksgiving? No one even knows what that is. It it made thirty seven million dollars. I saw it forty million times. <laughs> we also had a movie like Cruella, which I I liked that movie. Still didn't make much money at all, and it was became a hit once it was on Disney Plus. I watched it. I streamed it. 
right there. They also I, have Star Wars, all the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, all those shows. I know. And, and I think like Disney's properties, like Star Wars and Marvel, like those are their own entities. What I'm talking about is like when you think of when someone says the words Disney movie, yeah. you think of like a, a kid's movie, like, exactly. a, like an animated mm-hmm. movie or something like that. You think of The Little Mermaid. Exactly. You yeah, wouldn't you say there, there are some Disney movies that are just in a league of their own classics, untouchable, and then there's like everything else that you just said. But I think I think people are lumping Little Mermaid in with like the biggest Disney movies ever. And when you look at how much these live action remakes have made, it's actually pretty directly proportional to how much the original animated ones mm-hmm. made. For example, the original animated Lion King made $422 million in 1994. The new one made 543 which is a ton of money. Like, both huge movies. Beauty and the Beast, the original, made over $200 million, and the new one was a, a huge hit. Aladdin made over 200 back in the 90s. The new one was a big hit. Little Mermaid made $111 million, mm. the animated one. I think that we are going to see that proportionally. That right there, there's going to be less interest. I think that Yes, people know Little Mermaid for a couple of the songs, but I don't think it is nearly as beloved couple of songs. as a movie like The Lion King. I can't name, I know Under the Sea, and I think that's the only... Part of Your World? Oh, Part Kiss of Your World. Kiss the Girl? Okay, Troy, keep it in your pants. Jesus I don't, but I don't think I don't <laughs> think this puts it on the same level as something like The Lion King No, whatsoever. I think that we've seen this the commercials for this, and we all think... Her voice sounds great. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear her sing these songs. Why do the animals look creepy as hell? Why does this look so visually dark? Why does it look like this? Why isn't it? Because they're underwater. Thanks, Trey. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. I think we can I, mean, all... I don't know. I'm now I'm like pro. I've seen the, the CGI looks really really sketchy. I, I agree. Yeah. And they, yeah. Melissa McCarthy doesn't look half. Doesn't look like divine. Like she looks like. B. Arthur from the Golden Girls. I mean, we'll have to see, you know, how it translates. I think that there is a lot of curiosity about this movie, but not much excitement. And I think that curiosity translates to, I'll watch it on Disney Plus a few months later. Where excitement is, I'm going to go to the theater right now to see it. There's a lot of movies out this summer. I don't think this is going to be one that a lot of people are rushing out to see. And right now... And also, Nathan, you were saying you're worried about Disney. There's two other Disney films coming out in in the summer besides Little Mermaid. Yeah, and and right now... Okay, we're recording this the end of April. The Mario movie is still, like, destroying at the box office. Little Mermaid comes out in a few weeks. I think there's going to be kids in a few weeks who are still going to prefer seeing Mario over this. No, they had the teaser a year ago and girls were crying on their sofa. Just because you were crying on your sofa doesn't mean... No, no, there are other girls crying. I have no doubt that there are some people who are excited about this. I'm not denying... I don't think this is going to make like $20 million. I just don't think it's going to make anywhere near the top of the list. I've been watching the trailer uh, for the last minute and a half. It is really dark. Like the color grading looks off and the creatures are terrifying. I don't think a lot of people consciously think of that in their reason to see or not see something, but it is subconsciously like that just doesn't look appealing. I don't, I don't need to see that in a theater. Look at how bad that looks. I will say I'm excited to see the little mermaid. I'm, I'm just, I want to see it for just the crash factor. I want to see like, like how cats was, you know, like, <laughs> oh, God. I just know Kevin's been be so wrong about lines. Disney live action remakes that where do you, just where do you put the, my ears. Where do you put the like, little mermaid? 
I put it at number two. You fucking idiot. All right. Well, what do we bet? <laughs> I, I bet okay. you, I'll bet you any amount of money or anything that it does not get to number two or above. Can I bet you this? I think this is a maybe a, a more reasonable bet. I bet that it won't make as much as Mission Impossible. What? Oh, I think it absolutely it'll make more than I'll Mission Impossible. I'll take that. How much? How much? Um, well, I, get, I think five bucks is pretty standard. Can we? I mean, no. Don't be a little five dollars. Don't be a little baby. Let's do. Let's do ten. No do baby bets. I'll I'll do ten. Okay. I feel very good about this. I want okay. I want twenty on it. We can do ten. <laughs> I said twenty. That would shake my hand. <laughs> no, we're still shaking while we figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do ten. Fifteen. Let's do ten. Compromise. I feel pretty good at ten. Fifteen. <laughs> I think we do. I think we do fifteen. But you have to spend five of it on the other person. Okay, I'll do that. All right, that's a good deal. <laughs> Wagers are best negotiated mid handshake. <laughs> yeah, because you really want it to be over. <laughs> you really want that to be done. If we could, so, okay, so we're going to finish our number sixes, and then I think we should maybe each just run through our list just to recap real quick. So, yeah. what's your number six, too? Mission Impossible. Which one? Dead Reckoning. Which part? 20 number six. <laughs> part, part one. Part one. Part one. <laughs> 22? Oh, is it the 22nd? Mission Impossible? No, There's no way that's right. No, it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. It's the 7th Mission Impossible. Seems like too few. Mission Impossible Derpo. 1, 2, 3, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and then Fallout. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So why number 6? Well, really because of the things I already said, I think, earlier, but... Um, I think it's just going to get that Top Gun craze coming yeah. to the theaters, yeah. which it makes me angry because I hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> and anyone watching this podcast, go do your research. You should hate him, too. Oh, you should hate him. But the guy knows how to make a movie. Uh, you know, Again, separate the art from the artist, like Troy said. <laughs> Bill, what is your number six? I, I, do, love, I do love that Nicole Kidman's um, AMC advert plays before his film, so I think that's a nice touch. Yeah. Right, because they were romantically involved. Yes, right? they were married for how long? Until like she questioned him, years. and then they, the Scientology community separated them. Uh, yep, she was ostracized as a uh, subversive or something. Yep, I hope that his <laughs> OT eight level curses him, and he falls off a plane the next time he tries to hold onto the side. Well, he did. <laughs> well, he did get hurt. He's not aging well. His plastic surgery. He needs to hire a better CGI. Yeah, he looks. He looks he weird. Looks, he looks. He looks very strange. Just about as scary as the freaking fish from The Little Mermaid. Just yeah, about. basically, he could just be flounder. About. He's playing flounder in Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know about how in a lot of movies now there's like what they call AI makeup? So it's basically like a, a very high tech Snapchat filter to make you look mm. a little bit younger and to like. Lift your skin. Perfect. Just what the world needs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not confirmed, but it's like pretty much confirmed that he used that in Top Gun Maverick. That would check out. Yep. He looked uh, very, very strange in that movie. Not his normal self. He's so the worst. He is so the worst. Uh, who has not said their number six? Uh, mine wa- is Spider-Man. Wow, number six? Yeah. That's the worst decision I've heard all day today. It started off as a dark horse for me, so... Holy shit. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Do so you think it's going to make less than the first one? No, it'll probably... I mean, but the first one didn't make that much relative... I mean, we're still at number six out of the top ten. So what, in, the Into the Spider-Verse made 190? Yeah. And like I said, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think these movies are way different than the like, original Spider-Man yeah. with real people in them movies. Yeah. So, I think... 
everyone else out there is exactly like me. <laughs> I always say that everyone else out there is like Bill. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part. I'm excited to see it though. I love that animation style. I do too. I do too. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that one. Kev, what's your number six? My number six uh, is The Flash. Uh, I had to put it on here. I don't think it's going to do phenomenally well, but I think just based on the buzz it's getting right now, it will uh, print some money, just not a ton. Troy, what's your number six? Mine is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Wow. Okay. So I think you put that the lowest of anybody. Yeah. Why is that? Because I don't think people really un- like resonate with the Raiders of Lost Ark or Indiana Jones. I think the last one did horribly because of the MacGuffin of the aliens. This one, supposedly, the MacGuffin is a time travel device, mm. which is why he ages so much and goes back and forth and you know from the past to the future. I don't dumb. know how that's going to sit. And I think just what they did, the choices they made with Shia LaBeouf as his son, and then them just kind of not... He's not in the new one, and they're Shiloh, kind of rewriting history. I think there's going to be a lot of like head scratching with it, but I think there is going to. Be, the only reason I put it where I put it, or even on the list, is just pure nostalgia. As I think mm-hmm. people just want to check in and see what's going on. The most addictive drug there is. Yeah. <laughs> nostalgia. So Troy, the the last one, Crystal Skull, made three seventeen, which isn't bad. Yep. Do you think that this one's but, making less? Well, the, uh, the last one I think came out earlier than this one did. So they had a whole three weeks to build on that um, to make the money. This came out later and it has more competition. So I think that, you know, pe- people want to see a more modern film. They're probably going to go that route and maybe wait for this one to come on streaming. And again, to Kevin's point, like Phoebe Waller-Bridge, like who the hell is she? She's the only, the only returning me. character they have is Salah from the first one. And now, you know, like, not even people know who that is. So, I mean, unless they do a whole, like, bring everybody back from Raiders of the Lost Ark, I don't really know how it could possibly, you know, do really well financially. We haven't talked about the Mads Mikkelsen bump that it might get, though. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, I like, I like a Mads. Yeah, but you don't know who he's playing. He's the bad guy. Yeah, but is he playing somebody from the past? Like a future? Like, I think is he playing a character from one of the older movies? What I read is he's supposed to be like a hybrid of two bad characters from previous movies, but we can, we can get into that offline. I think as as well liked as he is in some circles, I don't think he's much of a butts in seats movie star. Yeah, that. Um, all right, I believe we do all have the same six movies in our top six spots. If we could just real quick just Call say it. our top six, just as a little refresher. Uh, Troy, you want to start us off? Can you just read us your top six? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is number one. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse is number two. The Flash number three. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, Four. The Little Mermaid. Five and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is number six. I've got Guardians of the Galaxy number one, Indiana Jones at number two, Mission Impossible at number three, Spider-Man number four, The Flash at number five, and The Little Mermaid at number six. Huh. I have Guardians of the Galaxy as one, Little Mermaid as two, three is Indiana Jones, four Spider-Man, five The Flash, and six is Mission Impossible. I had Guardians uh, number one. The Little Mermaid, number two. Indiana Jones, number three. The Flash, number four. Mission Impossible, five. Spider-Man, six. The Little Mermaid at two is still just baffling me. Um, Number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, Spider-Man. Number three, M.I. Dr. Pro. (laughs) Dr. Pro. Dr. Poe. Mission (laughs) Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. Uh, Indy is number four. Uh, TLM, as I'm going to refer to it from now on. That's Little (laughs) Merm. At five. And six is F. For Flash. Mermaid. Even though we have the same Mermaid. movies, 
for our one through six. We actually have quite a bit of variety in our yeah. orders of our two through five. It's kind of wild. You, you would not think. You think, like, years past, we're always kind of like one, two, three. I feel like we've been pretty much aligned with uh, exactly, but it's, it's a toss up this year, you know? I think it goes back to what I said about the lack of diversity. It's yeah. just anybody's game. Truly. Except for you two, because you put Little Mermaid at number two. All right, we'll see. Let's uh, continue with our number seven. Taylor, you want to start us off? I would love to start us off because this one is going to get some people heated. My number seven is Elemental. No fucking way. You are so fucked. (laughs) I love that Nathan just went on this huge diatribe about why Disney movies are not going to do well. Yeah, that's okay. So um, I think that the reason that I decided to put that movie where I put it is a little bit because I'm kind of excited to see it. I think I'm it's too, really actually. cute. Yeah. Um, but also everyone's comparing it to Inside Out, including myself. Yeah. Isn't, it, isn't it a sequel to Inside Out? No. no. Inside oh. Out is about feelings. Elemental is about elements in a world similar to like a Zootopia kind of situation but it's like an elemental world so there's a fire world, a water world, an air world Mm -hmm. but Inside Out did really well actually Yeah. and so if it rides the buzz, maybe it will do well also but again I think I also put a personal twist on this and I just want it to do well because I think it's really cute. When, how long ago was Inside Out? Because I feel like that was the last well performing Disney movie in a theater. 2015 that was a long time ago um, I tried to look for that one. I didn't have that as my number seven, but I had. I looked up Inside Out, three hundred fifty million. Um, Lightyear, one hundred eighteen million, and then I also tried to look up like Soul or other yeah. other kind of movies yeah. like this. I don't think Soul actually had a box office release. Nope, straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, which is wild. So it's just a matter of if it if it is more like Inside Out or like you mentioned before with streaming and how that's changed yeah. the the game. I think because of the adjacency to Inside Out that it might be detriment to it because people would be like, we have Inside Out at home. You know, like, we've got Elemental at home and you get home and it's just Inside Out. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm uh, maybe may more shocked that you put that that high than Little Mermaid at number two. <laughs> um, but it could happen. There's also not yeah. a ton of true, like, in pre- past years we've had Minions or <sighs> um, other, like, true kids movies. Yeah. And, like we've got Little Mermaid up there, Super Pets. But as you mentioned, that's a little darker. I mean, you saw how light you're like when they were trying to pander to like older people and younger people. It didn't really work that well. So yep. this kind of is the first true kind of kids movie that we've talked about so far. I, I think that's the question: is is this a Pixar movie that is really more aimed at adults? Is more high concept? Mm-hmm. Like I think Soul. It went straight to Disney Plus, so we don't know how it would have done in theaters. But I think that was much more of like aimed at adults, but it was cute, so kids could watch it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this is probably going to be a similar vibe. That's like it's so. it is going to like in its story appeal to adults, but that to kids it might be like, wait, what is this? I, it's really tough. I think in terms of how they design the characters for oh, Elemental, <laughs> they definitely wanted you to think about Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're so cute. Bill's really pumped about this movie, you can tell, because he had to look at his notes to remember what the name <laughs> was. Like I said earlier, I think that times have changed for Disney. Yeah. And it's it's kind of tragic what they've done to Pixar. 
where they just treat it as like second tier. This is what you watch on streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I still can't rationalize why Lightyear only made 118 million last year. Like that, it doesn't make sense yes. how poorly it did. Because people had Toy Story at home. Go back and listen to this podcast a year ago. I called it <laughs> and told you exactly why that would happen. I think it's because they based the character on Bill and <laughs> seeing also, Bill in a cartoon form. To be fair, surprised movie, it made 118 million. That movie kicks an ass. I just want to say I really liked. Like, you saw it, yeah. Me and Aiden watched it on streaming, and it was surprisingly great. Yeah, and the reason it didn't bad is because we never went to see it. That's right. That's true. That's right. I have no doubt that Elemental is going to be a really good movie. Yeah, I just. It's not on my list. Wait, hmm. whoa! Uh, it's not on my list either. Is that a death stare from Taylor? I just saw. <laughs> we will go see it opening weekend. Of course. <laughs> Who's next? Who's number seven? Is next. Um, I had Fast X, All Fast right. Ten. I did too. What are we calling it? I'm gonna say FX. FX. I think it's pronounced Ten. Yeah. Well, it's in Rome. <laughs> it is. When in Fast Rome pronounce it Ten? Yeah. Uh, I had Fast 10 as well. Nathan did too. Troy, what was your seven? I had Barbie. Wow. See, that was... I mean, should we talk Fast 10 or should we talk about okay, Barbie? Okay. Fast 10, Fast 10 first. Oh my god. I, I wanted wait, to what did Nathan, wait, Nathan, what did you have? Mine is Fast 10. I want to hear from Kevin and Bill. Why Fast 10? We're now at the point in my list where it gets very difficult to explain. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's really just a guess. I know that it's probably going to be in the top 10 somewhere. Um, I put it behind movies that I feel a lot better about. And I don't know that maybe the 10 aspect of it, people like round numbers like that. Mm. Um, <laughs> and people like fast and furious movies. It so. blows my mind every fucking time. One of these comes out, how much money it makes. Like I, I know Nathan's there at midnight every time to see these movies. <laughs> You saw Hobbs and Shaw 63 times. Sorry, could you say that correctly? Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. But I, I mean, they just fucking make money. Like, it's, the same, it's the same idiots driving around in cars. I don't understand what well, is happening. It's like, a, it's like similar to John Wick. I think it's because it's, it's natural. It's a natural special effects. Yeah. All the, you know, there's no CGI. And I guess the well, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel like is 100% CGI. They didn't even have like the same characters from the original film. And then now it's like other people. The cast has evolved. And this one, have you guys just looked up the cast for this movie? It's Isn't like Brie Larson in there. Yes. And Jason Momoa and Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. Along with returning characters like Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, Tyrese Gibson, Charlize Theron, uh, John Cena. Brie Larson. Pretty much everyone but... Dwayne Johnson is back for this, plus all these new Ooh. characters. Helen Mirren, Cardi B, Ludacris. Um, Fast 9, or F9 as it's called, made $173 million. Habsha Shah made $173 million. And every time this trailer plays in a theater, people laugh out loud. Yeah. And I think that this series is only becoming more of a joke. Part of me worries about that, but part of me also thinks that the awareness around this series is just as high as ever. And people are just like completely sold on the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I think this one's going to do decently well. Yeah. Probably around 173 million. <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah. I don't, it's, I don't know who's seeing these, but people are. People. I thought that it was the last one being like finishing on a high note with 10. 
But turns out there's a sequel coming out when we're, in 2025. When we do this when we're like 65, it's going to be fast 40. Like, it'll <laughs> we'll still be talking about these fucking movies. It'll be like, now that's what I call music CDs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they just won't stop. They just won't stop. Why would they stop? I believe it. Uh, well, when they get into electric cars instead of that gas, maybe it'll change. Electric <laughs> <laughs> cars, though. I mean, they, they literally went, they to, went space to space in the last movie. In a car. That's why it only made 173. <laughs> It's just pure absurdity. Like it has to be somewhat self-aware in the fact that like people are like, I'm going because this shit is ridiculous. Not because it's like a compelling plot and cool action. It's like, what wild shit are they going to do this time? I really feel like they could just ask their child to make a home movie with little matchbox cars. Yeah. And like, they can ask AI to make a movie. That's how they got the idea for space. Actually, his (laughs) child was running around and said, look, dad, the car's in space. And he went, Oh my God, (laughs) you've broke it. You've done it. The magnets from the fridge, magnetizing cars. Guys, the magnet scene is phenomenal. The dumbest shit I've ever seen. (laughs) Okay. We have to talk about Troy's pick. Arby, the one I think I'm most excited for. Let's let's let Troy have the first word on this. Why did you put Barbie at number seven? Well, I don't think it's going to be number one because it's a niche film, but I do feel like it's going to be up there because already the marketing behind it, the trailer came out and then they had this marketing poll where like you can make yourself a Barbie or a Ken. So they had all these memes of like, I'm a Barbie, I'm a Ken. And they would just show like random like people and, and you know in the pop yeah. culture that could fit either either thing which i think people are, are are behind i mean well and also the trailer like brian gosling is so perfectly cast as ken yeah margot robbie is so perfectly cast as barbie mm-hmm. in the trailer when she steps out of her high heels and her feet are molded to a high heel genius um genius. it's directed by greta gerwig there's so much like they have they have alan who's like an old from the 50s kind of a like it's right on point with just all everything that they're trying to do mm-hmm. and even when he was like, when he gets in the car and she's like, Ken, did you bring your rollerblades? And he's like, I never travel without my roller. Like, it's just so, it's, it's like a cartoon put, come to life. It's like a modern day Wizard of Oz. I'm really, really excited about it. I think it's not going to be um, controversial at all. Like, yeah. I think it'll appeal to the kids, like boys and girls, gay guys, you know, straight guys that want to see Margot Robbie and the rest of the girls. I think it's, it's going to do really well, but I think... In terms of box office, I think the highest it's going to get is like number seven. And unfortunately, it's coming out against Oppenheimer, yeah. which isn't on my list because also I was looking at running times of all the films, and at two hours and 30 minutes, it just with the amount of time they're going to have to show that movie, I, I didn't think I, I didn't put it on my list because mm. I was going more like 90 minute, 100 minute route. And um, in terms of how many times it can play a movie per, you know, yeah. per day. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, this one was my vote. I think Barbie's going to be the one, and I think that people will see it repeatedly. I think there's going to be jokes that you're going to want to catch the next time, and you'll go see it again. I'm sure there's going to be a post credit scene. It's going to be genius. There's going to be a sequel. I'm like very excited about it. I mean, it's a tight hour 40. It's, it's the movie I'm most excited about. I honestly think this could get into the top three. I think the buzz around it's going to be big, and I think if it's good and holds up, word of mouth is going to blow this shit up. Um, who doesn't love an hour and 40 minute long movie with just great looking people cast throughout mm-hmm. uh, and it just looks like it's fun as hell I, I wanted to put this movie so fucking high in my list but I was like superhero movies just make fucking stupid money and I had to do that but I cannot wait to see this it. could be the top gun of 2023 I would die happy if that happened I'd be so fucking pumped Kevin I will beat you all day long don't beat me beach remember in the trailer Oh, I'm gonna beat you 
I didn't watch the trailer, Troy, but I'm glad you, oh, acted, I'm glad you acted it. I'm, I'm glad you acted it out for me completely. Yeah, but that I mean, in in the trailer that you see more kind of grown up humor like that, and it makes you wonder if like parents are gonna bring their kids to this or not. I don't think it's a kids movie. It's not. No, it's, but they t-rate the humor. They t-rate the humor. No, they it's, say, the to movie is literally beat, beat you off. Say at Barbie's house. She's like, what would we do? The movie is literally rated PG-13, so it's not G-rated humor. I think that this is well, way more of a meta commentary that's going to appeal to people our age. Everyone who's around our age is stoked for this movie. Yeah. People who are into the kinds of things that we're into. <laughs> I don't think that any young kids, it's not for them. I don't think that anyone older, Barbie as a character has been around for decades, but I think older people are going to say, what is this? I don't yeah. even know. What but they've never made a. Is. They've never made like a Mattel endorsed Barbie film before. This is the first one. There are the all of the animated Barbie movies that kids do like. Mm-hmm. So I thought there might. I've be never some seen drop. any of those. I've never watched them either. But I have heard of like teenagers who love the Barbie movies. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I just think a lot of people our age are working during the week and aren't necessarily going to the movie theater after work. So that what, does really that have to, what does that have to do with any work? Well, that really I mean, limits the amount of time that they have to go see... One through six, we're all working during the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, those are broader audiences, I think. So are, are you saying that people our age, like, we have things to do, and maybe people like us will wait till it's on streaming and we can watch it when it's convenient? I think convenience is key. Mm-hmm. And also, you're, like, if especially kids during the summer, like, are going to drive up revenues for movies, and then older folks are also. No, do- I think this is this is an event film, and I think people are going to make time to see it. I'm definitely going to see it when it's out in theaters. Because I also there's going to be buzz around it before it gets to streaming that you're going to want to catch before it gets there. I feel you like want this, to be spoiled. This movie will take over social media, and everyone yes. who has not seen it will feel an incredible amount of FOMO. They'll feel very left out. And it will get butts in seats. I'm going to see it three fucking times. I can't wait to watch it again and again and again. <laughs> I do like what you're saying, though, Bill, about how kids can just go to movies so the ones that like appeal to them might have a higher box office number. Right. And I mean, I'm literally flying to Madison to go see it with you guys, so I mean, that should say something. <laughs> it does. All right, I think we're on to our number eight. Billy, you want to give us yours? Um, Elemental. For my number eight, up there, up there. Kids movies make the top ten. One spot from mine, and he gets a ah, and I get a. You're a fucking idiot. No, I still think it's (laughs) down. I still think it's. I still think that's too high. As you can tell, I've not put it in my list uh, yet. Uh, My number eight is Barbie. Uh, I wanted again to put it at number one, but I just you know we live in a terrible world, so it's not the case. Troy, what's your number eight? Uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Get okay. the fuck out of here! That looks like the biggest. Po- Frankie took a shit this morning that literally looked better than that. Well, I mean, I gotta say, like you said, Nathan. I mean, I think we're all aligned with our top six. The rest is kind of a mixed bag, and I had to go through my notes and figure out which would rate higher based on rating, movie time, and release date. I think there is a following Transformers, and for four Transformers, and I think the fact that it's Rise of the Beast, meaning. They're going to now have animal Transformers happening. And I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I saw the first two and then that was it. And I think if I've been going by monetary, uh, you know, success, I think that's where it's going to be. It's going to be like between the seven, nine ratio. I think it's going to make the top 10 for sure. And so, you know, just by default, that's where it fell. 
Michelle Yeoh and Pete Davidson are like the two stars of this? The star is Anthony Ramos. Oh, so they're voicing Transformers. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got you. Um, How yellow? What was it? Yellow Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Beetle. Terrible. Yeah, I had twenty-seven million. I liked that movie though, but it did not do well. And that's the last one to come out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the Transformers before that, the last night made one thirty million. Yeah, Troy, that's a bad pick, sir. Well, I mean, I was it was it was like basically I jumbled the rest of the movies in a hat and just picked out the one that was that (laughs) I got. Same for my nine and ten. Did you watch the trailer for it? Uh, Yes, I did. Oh, and you still still put it there? Still put it on your list? Very intriguing. Very intriguing. Did you put it on your list, Bill? Um, not in my top ten. Wow. Well, Well, after watching it, it originally was uh, I had it at. I think number six, and then I watched Jesus the trailer, and I was like, "This is not like the original." It looks so bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, most Transformers people, movie. These are kids. I mean, a lot of the people are going to movies are kids, so you got to think for that. Most of the movies in this series end up near the top of the the list and the wager, but I do think that audiences have kind of soured on this series, and I mm. I wonder if this is just going to continue to be even less money. I mean, Anthony Ramos is not he's not a big man like is. Shia LaBeouf, right. and. It is on my list. It's coming up soon, but I, yeah, I'm just not confident that no. it's going to make an impact. All right, my number eight is a film that no one else has listed yet. It is Oppenheimer. Hey, I was waiting for it. I was curious who would, who would get it in there. Uh, in the great Oppenheimer Barbie Wars of July twenty first, twenty twenty three, fucking bloodbath. <laughs> I think that in total, Oppenheimer is going to make more money. I, well, I, they can show two Barbie showings in one showing of Oppenheimer, so explain I, that. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but also, have you heard of a movie called Avatar or Avatar The Way of Water? These are three-hour um, movies. No, I've never heard of that. <laughs> three-hour movie. And Titanic? <laughs> and also Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War? These are the biggest movies of all time, and they're all three-hour movies. Yeah, but no one's going to want pay, pay 12 bucks to go see a two-and-a-half-hour movie about the atomic bomb. I, I want to. I think Same. that... I will, too, but I'm saying, like, the people that are buying tickets for the other movies, like the Little Mermaid CGI, <laughs> they're like they're not going to be like, Dad, take me to see Oppenheimer. I think it's that... Been, I will see it, but I'm just saying it's not going to be... Making a lot of money. I think this is the one movie of the summer, even above Mission Impossible, Indiana Jones, Guardians, everything. That if people have any interest in seeing it, they know they have to see it in a theater. Probably IMAX. Yes, and it's going to. This make is the artistic. This is the art film of the summer. But I mean, the IMAX factor. Each ticket is significantly more expensive. Yeah. You guys don't even have an IMAX theater anymore. Shut do you? your mouth. Yes, we, yes, we do. Yeah, I thought they closed that rat theater down. No, no, no there's rats, but it's not closed. Yeah. Those rats, rats buy tickets. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> those rats are us. We're, we've been training the rats to cut the cut the cords of the projectors showing Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, so nobody has to watch those. <laughs> the rats are Transformers. I think Oppenheimer will do very well, but that seems a little too high for me. And I'd like to make a bet that Barbie outperforms Oppenheimer. Okay. I think I, I align. I think it will as well. Uh, who, uh, who else wants in on this bet? No, I can't because I also think that. You say that all the time and you don't always win. <laughs> He'll survive a, a $300 bet. <laughs> uh, I would like to bet. Um, Why don't you guys start shaking hands now? <laughs> start shaking. I'd like to bet uh, a dinner with two drinks. Uh, at a, a no. restaurant of the winner's choosing. That's absurd. Why is that absurd? It's nice. You could pick anything. No, Barbie the winner house. gets to choose. I'll bet you $10. Oh. No, the 
The winner gets... Yeah, the, the winner gets... No. no, the loser gets to choose the restaurant. No. I'll bet you $10 that Oppenheimer beats Barbie in total. This There's season. no way. I like more creative bets, though. So can we do... I'll buy you a cocktail. Okay. Okay. Or you'll be buy me a, you'll buy me a cocktail. Is what I'm I think you said it right the first time. <laughs> All right. One fancy cocktail. We'll shake on that. Uh, any other offers? Troy? Bill? Troy, Troy wants in. Well, I, I, I would also take a cocktail. Okay. When I, I, and, I, and I also will. So. Okay. Okay. I will bet you a big old smooch. Hey, 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 hey. You know what? I'd like to add a smooch. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, smooch, cocktail? Anything? Yeah, sure. I will have both. I will have a cock smooch. <laughs> right there. Right there. All right, you got to shake on it. Uh, I just shake your hand through the evening. I just shook, I'm shaking. I'm fist pumping the screen. All right. Um... But I think that's a great bet. I think that is a... I'm Smash? more excited about the results of Barbie versus Oppenheimer than I am any other movies on this list. Wait, Taylor didn't say her number eight. Well, I before we move on from Oppenheimer, I just want to say, I think that Tenet, which came out in 2020... I was curious how much that made. That made $58 million, but half the theaters were closed. People weren't even going yeah, to that was like peak That's color. like, doesn't matter. People are forgetting that Christopher Nolan, as a name, his name is enough to sell any movie. A lot of people will see this just because he is the director. Yeah. And I think that that trailer, yeah. you see that trailer, it's it's not like clear exactly what this movie is, but you know like I have to see this it's in a theater. Epic. I have to. Do you yeah. think it'll make more than Dunkirk? Um How much did Dunkirk? I don't know about that. So Dunkirk made 189. My guess for Oppenheimer, That's I'm guessing between like 150 to 175. Okay. I don't think it's going to make quite as much like a war movie, but I do think it's just it's going to feel essential. Because it's like Christopher Nolan historical, right? So that's what me, like, mm-hmm. you know, like Tenet's probably in a different category. Tenet doesn't count. For um, or, or like the Batman movies are like different. Right. Yeah. I Dunkirk's just think it'll be a little movie. more boring than Dunkirk. <laughs> I mean, as long as Hans Zimmer's doing the music, then it'll be at least stressful inducing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited yes. for soundtracks this summer. We didn't yeah. talk about that with Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm very excited. Guardians has some of the best soundtracks in the mm-hmm. game. Like every time I, I fucking love those. Aiden has a CD of uh, the first one. Nice. Yeah. Taylor, you're number eight. Yeah, it was Fast 10. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Anything, hey. anything you want to add? Any color around that? or? No. Yeah, neither. neither. I'm not passionate about it at all. Yeah. Yep. That's very fair. The end is We're just filling slots at this point. Filling slots. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, I had Barbie at number nine. Same. Number Number eight. Oh, I started this one with yeah. Elemental. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Elemental at eight, so, Barbie at nine. I guess Barbie at nine. Me, I guess I don't get to start nine like I've been planning to this whole time. A big reveal, but okay, what's do you want? Do you want? We can, no, it's too late. It's we can late. we can roll it back. We can edit it out. Uh, my number nine, oh. Elemental. Elemental. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to get up there. I think that we'll get some butts and seats. I am very nervous about it for many reasons that we've already discussed. You're going Elemental over Oppenheimer. Literally, yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. Troy, what is your number nine? Um, Fast X. Fast sex. Fast, uh, fast ten. Fast, okay. fast and furious ten. <laughs> okay, I thought it was might have been a little indie flick. I didn't know about. Oh, yeah, actually, X is the new X sequel. It's called um, Fast Mac. X. It's called. <laughs> they just play X on two times speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. My number nine is Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Holy shit! Mm. I think it's going to do decent. A little over a hundred million. I'd like to bet that that does not make the top ten. I don't think it will make take the top that. ten. 
I, I really, I don't. Okay. That's I'm gonna weird. Win. It's weird that you have them listed at number nine. <laughs> I'm going to win my other bets with you. So then you're, you know, you're, and you've I, got a pool already. So, you know, pull from that <laughs> advance, you know, in advance and make more bets. I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to Call win bridge something line. because you're not going to win the war. And, you uh, honestly think Oppenheimer is going to outperform Barbie. I want to like smack you. in the, I want to shake you. Like okay. I want to shake you and just smack you like a delirious person in a 1960s movie. Um, can I go ahead and pre-order? Can I do a, a double bullet old fashioned suite? I'm gonna spit in whatever drink I can make you if or I get you if if somehow you win that bet, but you will not. Um, Taylor, what is your number nine? Number nine is Barbie. Barb. Hey, Barbie. Mm-hmm. So excited! To I see can't it. fucking wait. I do think it's like a little weird, like in a good way. I'm yeah. really excited, but I think it's a little weird, which makes me think more about how Oppenheimer might do better, just because the old no way. Well, people love no. a historical, True. like, war kind of movie. That look, I feel yeah. like, is much more... Classic. For, I mean, for everyone, but I think just the people who are available are non-retired people, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But Barbieism looks absolutely phenomenal, and I love Greta Gerwig, so I'm really excited to put it in top. I do see what you're saying. It's, it's niche against niche, is what it will be. Yeah. I, don't, I think, but like Taylor said, I think Oppenheimer's a lot less niche. Yeah. But I don't oh, know. Oh, it's totally niche. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. We are on our number 10s. Kevin, what is your bottom pick in your top 10? My big juicy bottom <laughs> is Oppenheimer, baby. Okay. I had to put it in my top 10. I thought, uh, again, long run time uh, is going to be detrimental. No one's going to be super helpful to it. I'm fucking over the moon excited for it, but I do think... I'm just a little nervous about it pulling people in. I think Barbie is going to really detract. I think Barbie is going to be word on the street. Everyone's talking about Barbie. What other movies came out? We don't know because we've seen Barbie four times this week. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. I still think it'll do well. I still think it'll do well. Troy, number 10. Um, I put Haunted Mansion. Ooh. I'm fucking pumped for that movie. Same. The first Haunted Mansion I only watched for the first time like probably last year and I fucking loved it um, and I'm very excited that the remake's coming out like right after I watched it for the first time um, Troy what made you do this you put this over Oppenheimer I assume uh, it's the release date July 28th it's the week after Oppenheimer's released and it has a whole month to you know make money and I think the premise is more true to the the aesthetic of what the mansion's about with the lady and the like they have the lady with the fortune teller like this- all the characters you saw in the Haunted Mansion are represented in the film, and the the voice acting is great. It's really it's a new telling. Um, right. I'm excited to see, you know it's basically just like them making a movie about the ride. So I'm excited to see how it turns out. Try so but. I think you should I think start it, a, a. I think that it has a draw of both kids and adults, adults breaking their kids, and I think that um, multiple viewing, I think it will do pretty well. I'd like, to listen, I'd like to listen to a podcast by you called Trailers by Troy, where you just recap movie trailers. And tell us oh, I would do that. I, can I, do, I, I, I would even just do trailers, which is what I think the trailers are about, with the sound off. Sign me up. All right, come I on. think you come should on. do that as a YouTube channel so we can see I will. you. Troy, like, here comes this, and this is going to happen. I would watch, I'd, I'd, buy your, I'd subscribe to your Patreon and support you fully in that. You would get fans. Only fans. Oh, maybe an OnlyFans. Yeah. That could be the side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> if you like movie trailers, wait till you come see my Come on, my, my dick. movie trailers. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'd be good. I will subscribe as long as you call it Troilers. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. No no spoilers by <laughs> Troilers. Troilers, no spoilers. I love it. Alright. My number ten, a movie I am very excited about, is Barbie. Um, I think it's going to appeal to a more narrow group than we would all like to think. I, th- I, I think Mind that, and of the people who are excited about it, I think a lot of them are probably going to just wait until they can rent it. And uh, are you being homophobic? You're being homophobic. <laughs> I will be. I will be. We all will be the first in line, arm in arm. Yeah. When the first theater plays, head this. to toe pink. I got a toss on order. Wait. <laughs> I, yeah, Nathan. I think if I have a bet with you, I, I bet that if you lose, you have to dress as Barbie and come to the go to the swatch and crap top Barbie drag. What? What's? <laughs> no. What? I don't know. I, I bet that if Barbie makes more money than Oppenheimer, that would be the good bet. I guess that'd be good. We won't know that until long after we see it, though. Uh, we should all dress as Barbie characters and go see it. I think. Sign me up. I mean, Kevin dresses as Ken every day, literally every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, number ten for Taylor. What's your favorite? My number 10 is Oppenheimer. Yeah, baby. Boop, boop, boop. That's 13 points for each of us right there. Yeah. I'm so excited to see this I'm one. really pumped. When you just see them in the trailer. Have you seen the trailer? I've seen like oh. two frames of the trailer. Oh, my God. There's a scene in it that's just like mind-blowing. And it's not even the, the shot of the bomb itself. Yeah. Just like looking back in history, like what they thought would protect them against something like this. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's going to appeal to all the people. Like, people who were alive then, yeah. they could have been alive. I don't know when yeah. the atomic yeah. bomb was developed. In the mid-40s. So, yeah. I mean, there's, there are some World War II veterans, I think. Yeah. 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 It just looks so fascinating. I'm so excited. It does. You had brought up a good comp to me for this movie. You mentioned Apollo 13. I did, and I looked at those numbers. That must have made Boku bucks. I mean, I'm sure that movie raked it in. It actually, oh wait, oh I got Apollo 11, not 13. Excellent. Oh, Apollo 13 made 173 million. Hmm. Pretty good. I think that would put it really yeah. around. I also compared higher. it to Interstellar, just very science <laughs> yeah. you know? And that made 188. Wow, that's all Interstellar made. I know, and that's one of my favorite movies. It's a great so movie. So it was hard. But I, was I'm, I think 10's a good spot for Oppenheimer. Yeah. I do too. That's why I had a 10. Look at us. Yeah. Oppenheimer 10s. Nice. I don't really have anything to add. <laughs> I think it's going to be the bomb. I'll show myself. I'm here all week. I'm here all week. <laughs> I think another decent comp for this movie, it sounds kind of strange, but it's like a, a big name filmmaker making a historical drama about something that everyone knows about. Lincoln, the Spielberg movie, I feel like has a similar appeal to this. And not as like theatrical, but that made 182 million. And that's what I mean about the people, like the retired people who Mm -hmm. have all day to go see it. Lincoln is a movie that I feel like that's the target audience. Yeah. Did anyone here see Lincoln? No, not in theater. And I love Daniel Day Lewis, and I still had no desire to see it. Yeah. So I think that's a good comp. That is a good comp. I didn't know we were doing cops. I didn't know we had the option to do that. You can't. There was an email. (laughs) You can't do comps when you're doing it two minutes before. I think next year nobody can make a list until we're on the air. (laughs) (laughs) No research allowed, no stats, just gut. Yeah. You know what would be kind of cool for betting purposes is if we all chose, like, what is our lock out of our top 10? Like, I know this one will be in this spot. Mm -hmm. Mm 
Mm-hmm. No, I don't trust any of, other than one. Number one, I trust. Mm-hmm. But the rest, I have no faith. Yeah, I can't choose number one. It's got to be. <laughs> Pass. Pass. Uh, I'm excited for Dark Horses. So, real quick, our number 10s, which that's the very important spot worth 13 points, potentially. Mm-hmm. Taylor, Bill, and Kevin all put Oppenheimer. Open here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Troy put Haunted Mansion, and I put Barbie. I like Haunted Mansion at 10, too, though. I do feel like it could do it well. Yeah. Haunted Mansion is another one that I'm so excited for, and it was yeah. difficult to not have it in my top 10. Yeah. All right, it's time for our Dark Horses. Woo! Taylor, you want to start us off? I think it's your turn. Sure. Are we going to do all three, or are we just going to do one at a time? Give all three. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think we should do one at a time and go around. Sure. <laughs> it's a good change of pace, though, if you do all three. All right, let's do all three. Okay. Let's do all three. I think I we should do so. all three. Change up the flow a little bit. Yeah. So, my first Dark Horse is Transformers Rise, Rise. of the Beasts. Yeah. Transformers Rising with the Monkeys. <laughs> um, Dark Horse 2 is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's that full name? And then number three, Dark Horse, is The Haunted Mansion. Very excited about it. Very sad to put it. my last one, but... I think I have have an inkling that we're going to have very similar Dark Horses. Bill, what are yours? I had Transformers as my first Dark Horse. And then I had uh, Strays. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Look it up. It's the Will Ferrell oh, comedy where they voice dogs. Oh, it does look good. And they good. voice dogs. And I really good. hope that it does well. Because uh-huh. it had, you know, just that kind of humor could really knock it out of the park. Oh, I totally for- I saw this trailer and I was laughing. When does it come out? I didn't look see it. Look at the cast. I didn't see that at all. What, uh, when does it come out? It comes out June 9th. It's got Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, Will Forte, Isla Fisher, Randall Park, Brett Gelman, who I love, Josh Gad, who I'm not. Wow, but Dennis Quaid, Rob Riggle, Jamie Dimitriou, who I love. Uh, wow, Sofia Vergara. The trailer plays really well in theaters. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great time. I so it uses real dogs. Yeah, you know, and then there's just the voice for kind of like Homeward Bound, but R-rated. I think their mouths Bound. move. They do move. Yeah, the mouths oh, okay. CGI mouths. Um, yeah, that's wild. So I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I I'm wish, excited. For it. I wish I would have realized that was coming out this summer. Yeah, I and thought that was way far out. And then my third one is the Boogeyman. Okay, oh. um, which I I was doing some reading. I guess it was originally meant to be released on Hulu, but then they did some testing on it last December and decided to roll it out to theaters. So something about it, you know, who's in it? Uh, it's David Dasmalchian. The yeah. guy from uh, Suicide Squad, Sophie Thatcher, who is from Yellow Jackets, who I love. No idea. It, this movie is going to make like pennies. No well, one even hears. That's what you'd think. But that's like, okay, that. well, why did they decide to make it a theatrical release instead of Hulu? So they must know something. And if uh, they want to try to make something back, they'll get more money back releasing it in the theater. A similar thing has happened with Smile, which came out last year, and mm-hmm. Evil Dead Rise, which just came out, where they were meant that for streaming. Tanks. No, it didn't. It did not. Tank. It did. They were meant. These were meant for streaming, but they tested very well and then were released theatrically, and both did well. Smile was a huge. Smile. Hit. I heard that the Evil Dead Rises was like didn't do well. No, either. it's it's done pretty well. It's not been like a massive hit, but it's done pretty well. This is our first mention of a horror movie. Yes, and that's very strange. That like like last year, the Black Phone was like number 
Mm-hmm. That movie was such a pile of garbage. Black exactly, bones. and it did really great Ugh. business. I think that there's a real craving for horror. Yeah. Dramatically changed and, the and landscape of the our black phone too. was on um, yes. number nine, yeah. and Nope was number seven. The diversity, again, I mean, it's not and, there. And Nope last year wasn't—I wouldn't even call it a horror movie. It was more of like a sci-fi, a little more high concept. Yeah. But like, people want something scary. Summer spooks. I agree. Can we talk about the cast of Haunted Mansion? Because I just looked this up, and it is. Yes. Insane. I'm looking at it now. It's like just three rows of good actors that I'm looking at. Jared Leto, who, I mean, of Morbius fame, of course. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, Owen Wilson, Lakeith Stanfield, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ryan Gosling, Danny DeVito, who, if he's in anything, I'm there. Rosario Dawson, Winona Ryder, Dan Levy, Hassan Minaj, who is also, I think, in another one. Isn't Lupita in it, too? Uh, I don't see her on this list, but. Huh, I thought she was in it. Could, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to have a lot of, like, ghosts and people kind of flit in and out, so mm-hmm. who knows. But that is wild. It's got to be an expensive movie to make. I was considering that as a dark horse, but in the last year or so, Disney has released reboots for Hocus Pocus, National Treasure, and Enchanted, all straight to Disney+. Plus. Yeah. And I feel like this one just looks like a straight to Disney+, Plus movie. Mm-hmm. And again, people. But there's just, a reason why they didn't put it to Disney Plus. But they might they might change their mind. What was the one undercover, or like under? It was the Owen Wilson one that you were all up on. Oh, was, last year. Last the, year, yeah, that wasn't. That even was Disney, on a, I thought oh. Nathan saw that on a plane. <laughs> no, oh, no. What was it called? It, it was like secret, secret, uh, secret society. Yeah, secret that wasn't even Disney though. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm just saying. I think that a lot of these Disney reboots. They're the kinds of movies people just watch at home. And I, similar to other Disney movies this summer, I just wonder if people are going to go out to the theater to see it or if they're just going to check it out later. Yeah. Uh, Troy, what are your dark horses? My dark horses are, the first one's a sentimental one. Black Beauty. Kevin and I, because I saw the first one with him in the theater and we were just blown away by how insane it was. So I put as my first dark horse, The Meg to The Trench. <laughs> yes. Love it. Love and that's coming out August 4th, so it does have a month to make some, some coin. Um, mm-hmm. Elemental, I had as my second one, um, wow. because I think, you know, that it could do pretty well. And then to Nathan's point about horror and the black phone, Insidious, the Red Door, coming out July 7th is the only, like, true horror un- um, entry for the summer. And I have that as number three. And that's early enough, too, where it could... could yeah, it could kind of get coin. some buzz and people could, like, you know, see it. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, the last Insidious movie made sixty-seven million, so I think it's that's a it's a great dark horse pick. I yeah. think something horror is probably going to break out this summer, and it could be. And I'm looking, and even when I looked up the mag two, I didn't look at the trailer, but the poster looks incredible based on that alone. So I'm just very excited to see it. But and already about the trench, I think kind of tells you that there's a trench involved, and they probably found another mag, and that you know that I'm excited about it. I don't, um, even, rem- I don't even remember what happened to the first mag. To be fair, they, they, were, they blow it up on that beach, and the Meg was eating all those people. Yeah, and the underwater thing and the Troy. It's not Troy. I'm just crashing. asking what happened at the end to the to the Meg. I think he blew it up or something. That sounds right. <laughs> but but Rain Wilson sure. was in it too. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, yeah. We had a blast oh. in that movie. That was a good one. Also, the Meg did surprisingly well. That's what I looked at at previous yeah. years. That's why it's like, my dark horse. People like the my Meg. dark fish. Meg to the trench is one of my dark horses. I honestly consider number 10 over Barbie. I feel like it could make good money. 
Uh, it's the perfect. It's it's Oppenheimer meets Fast Ten. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's a theatrical event, but it's ridiculous too. <laughs> but you don't want to not see that in theaters. Like you don't want to watch a giant shark on your shitty little. And it's got video. Jason Stratham, who's also in the Fast series. It's Jason it's Stratham. <laughs> yeah. My other dark horses are Elemental. Again, I I don't think it's going to do that great. And uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem, mm-hmm. which you also had, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, I think that that movie could be like a Puss in Boots level yeah. like sleeper hit. I think what, it's going to be good. What made you put it on your dark horses? So the last one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, hard to say. An average of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles between TMNT and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know what the difference is there. The average of them is $122 million. One's an abbreviation. Yeah, but there was like... An yeah. older one and a recent one. I don't know which one's which in my notes here, but 122 million. That's a lot of money. So my dark horses all start with uh, T, which I found to be intriguing. <laughs> um, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the Meg 2, baby. Because I think that one's going to be <laughs> in the top go. 10. I think it's going to be in the top 10. When I saw, I was like, I think the Meg actually did well. And I went back and looked, and it was like eight, seven or eight, maybe. The year it came it did out. Well. And I was like, holy shit. And I know after seeing that in the theater, there's no way I would miss the Meg 2. <laughs> because, Troy, you might have to fly back for that one, too. Uh, I know, I may have to. The one that I remember that one scene, remember that scene, that little girl and the, like, the underwater thing? Yeah, the big the glass door. The glass, yeah. And she like, looked up as the water was leaking. I mean, that like, was, like the first was ridiculous. Scene. <sighs> just good. It's just quality cinema. But I have, a, I, have, I have a question for the room. With all these movies and stuff, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, like this is like the ninth or tenth incarnation of like them doing a movie, like since the 80s of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I don't see a lot of like love or like nostalgia for them. I but love I do them. see a lot of for the Power Rangers. I do see it for, um, what's it like? What was that other cartoon? Not Hellcats, but like Wildcats. Thundercats. Like Thundercats. Thundercats. Like Thundercats, they've never made a live live action Thundercats. They've never made a live action um, power like like a Power Rangers movie that could do something that some big names. Why do they go back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is ridiculous? Not everybody remembers it. Everyone, but I think a lot of people know Power Rangers and Thundercats. Like, Power Rangers sucks. Make a movie of those things. Power Rangers sucks. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I feel like the the only downside is that there's been so many iterations of it that have been done poorly. But this one, like the the this style, is this think, is going to be just as bad. No, I think the style of this one is perfect for today's audience, both adult and young, because it's new to adults and it just looks flashy and cool to kids. The cast is off the charts. It's Seth Rogen's like passion project that he's wanted to make his whole life. Okay, uh, and I think he's going to take very good care of it. Like I trust. Well, him I think they team. should pick other things around the same time to do movies of. Like, what about Thunder the Barbarian? The movie that. Would oh be my fantastic. god! First off, it's Conan the Barbarian. Secondly, no, Thunder Thunder the Barbarian was one of the cartoons Ugh, with like the blonde guy and. He had like that Wookiee thing and the girl no. princess. So you didn't watch the same shows as me. Are you well, going yeah, to do a live action He Man? Troy, you're 70 years older than me. What am I? I we grew up with different <laughs> no, TV. That's not. I just have better taste than you. <laughs> if you think Power Rangers is a better premise for anything than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, well, they you did, have they did do something objectively like, they did have a, like a preview with James Vanderbeek that we're gonna that was gonna be a movie about the Power Rangers and that got scrapped. So I don't know. And didn't they do a Power Rangers movie with Elizabeth Banks? Or am I wrong? They did do a Power Rangers movie. There was a live action one, maybe like seven or eight years ago. I don't know. I'm just sick of the. I mean, I'm I'm over Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Do something else. <laughs> there are some movies 
that we have not mentioned at all. Was book club the next chapter on anyone else's radar? No. No. No, but I am. I learned from my Downton Abbey mistake of last year. Really? What is book club? Was the book club a movie? Yeah. yeah the, the first one yeah, made 68 Yeah, with Jane Fonda million. and Lily Tomlin and Diane Keaton. Oh, so it's just 80 for Brady, but they're reading instead of watching football. They're time. traveling mm-hmm. Italy. Oh. Menopause manuscripts. It's got the font of like every movie that my mom has ever liked. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's complicated. <laughs> the holiday. Like it's. Well, yeah. There was also the, the, yeah, the, the Gran Turismo that's coming out August 11th with the guy from Stranger Things, but mm-hmm. I don't know how that would. I just I don't hear a lot of buzz about that one. Which guy from Stranger Things? Um, uh, Harper. David Harbour. Yeah. The, oh, love him. Who's, he's yeah. Harper, right? Yeah. And then uh, isn't Michael Fassbender in that? Wait, in what? I don't know. There's another. There's a kid playing the driver who's like this up and coming out oh. actor. I, that ever, yeah, I mean, and video game based movies have been doing pretty well. Yeah. So I feel like Gran Turismo oh, might do. That's a video game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was like a historical film. The no. movie is actually about a kid who's really good at the video game and then wins a contest to become a real race car driver. Oh, it's kind of kind of. That sounds like an episode of Poker Face that just I just watched. Ooh, I like that show. Uh, a movie that I don't think has any shot at the top ten, but I'm sure we're all excited about Asteroid City. Yeah, it's never heard of it. It's Wes Anderson, but his movies never make oh, yeah. hella money. No. And then there's a couple comedies that I feel like 10, 15 years ago could have been real contenders, but now these kinds of movies just don't make that much money. No Hard Feelings, sorry, mm-hmm. Jennifer Warren's, and then Joyride. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, No Hard Feelings looks pretty good. No Hard Feelings is getting a lot of, uh, that may not come out. I thought Joyride was a remake of the like trucker killer movie. I did not know it was a comedy. It's a, it's like a road trip comedy about a group of friends who like travel to like meet their birth parents or something. Huh. Um, it looks fun. Huh. Did you guys see the original Joy Ryan? No. Yes, I loved it. It was actually pretty good. Candy cane, just a creepy. It was a, um, the guy from Silence of the Lambs was the voice. Sounded the like truck. a man. Sounded like Buffalo man. Bill. Yep. Before we uh, wrap things up, is anyone here familiar with the idea of a pre mortem? Yeah. You ever yes. done one before? Can you explain what it is? It would be like trying to figure out <laughs> what went wrong with something before it dies, I guess. Yeah. Like if if you're, let's say you're starting a project, yeah. you imagine yourself at the end of the project after it has failed and yeah. you and you think to yourself, how would we rationalize the failure? Mm-hmm. What what will be the explanation that makes sense that no, no one saw coming? Yeah. So like when Barbie beats Oppenheimer, how are you going to exactly go back and, and understand what you fucked up about? Every year in this wager, there are surprises that none of us see coming. Like last year, no one thought Top Gun Maverick was going to do anywhere near as well as it did. No one thought White Year would be a complete bomb. Elvis and the Black Phone were way bigger successes than we thought they would be. Yeah. Our lists right now, they're locked in. We're not changing anything. But just yeah. for fun, just so we can have kind of like the posterity of saying, hey, I called that. Yeah. What are some things that could happen this summer that none of us see coming? I think Barbie could end up a lot higher than where we've put it. I agree with that. I think that's a huge one. If it like strikes something relatable, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in all the trailer as I've seen, I don't fully get it yet. Yeah. I but think- yeah, if it hits that chord, it could do really well. Oppenheimer too. Um, yeah. You know, I don't. I think it could be a lot more interesting than I think it is right now. Mm-hmm. I think if the flash is as good as like people have been saying and that gets out and it's running all summer, 
that could fly up the list. Like that could event potentially edge out the other superhero movies for a number one or number two spot, at least on my list. Um, but I just, I can't from the trailer. I can't imagine it's going to be like that revolutionarily good. Uh, but who the fuck knows? It's chaos this year. Um, I think that the millennials could pull haunted mansion yeah. up to a higher spot than I, any of us have mentioned. Also, like the Disney lovers who go to Disneyland all the time and love. Isn't there a Haunted Mansion ride? Yeah. Is it coming? Yeah. The Tower of Terror? Yeah. No, is that what it is? Mansion is a Haunted Mansion. You sit in like a chair. Yeah. It pulls you around. Yeah. I think that is like, even if you don't like the movie, you love the ride and you're like, oh, yeah. they finally made a movie about this. Mm-hmm. I think it has potential. It does. I think it does. I think it really does. I think my pre mortem guess would be Across the Spider Verse, just. Doing way better than any of us think, and it being yeah. making like twice as much as the last oh. one, yeah, and potentially even being the number yep. one movie of the summer. That's why I put it at number two, baby. That's um, really my my uh, what was it? My post mortem will be if we have World War Three in the middle of summer. <laughs> <before> <laughs> the you mean like what if Oppenheimer becomes real? Yeah, exactly. And Oppenheimer goes real. Well, we have a lot of predictions. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for one, can't wait to see how this all shakes out. And I'm excited for a lot of these movies. And it's going to be a fun summer in the theater. Thank you all for joining us here today. Mm-hmm. This has been a fun time. Thank you for having me. As always. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are found. You can also uh, grab some of your very own Fast Food Film Friends merch at fastfoodfilmfriends.com. And if you like listening to us talk about ridiculous things and want to support the show, feel free to leave a review on whichever platform you're plugged into in your ears. It's the best way to support the show, Bill. Still haven't done that, have I? I bet you haven't. I bet you haven't. I wasn't looking at you for that that reason, but I bet you have. (laughs) You can also email us at (laughs) fastfoodfilmfriends.com. You you cannot do that. (laughs) You can email us at fastfoodfilmfriends at gmail.com to let us know what you want us to eat or watch next time. Until then, farewell. farewell!